Welcome everyone to the Change Starts Here podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Odom. And this week's episode is very unique because it's one that we don't have a guest. I wanted to kick off this season sharing with each of you uh, the history of the podcast, how we got here, some of the experiences that I think have changed my life, uh, both personally and professionally that we've had on the podcast. And then thirdly, talk to you about the kind of goals for the new season and how I uh, hopefully I will continue to get better as a host. We will continue to have awesome guests. And I just want to send some encouragement to you about how to listen to the podcast in a way that uh, can help you even grow. So with that, I'm not actually sure how long this broadcast will be, how this podcast will be, but I just think it's important to know uh, how we got here today and, and where I think we want to go. So real quickly, uh, some of you have heard my story, some of you haven't, but in college, I read this book called The Purpose Driven Life, which uh, is where I wrote my first mission statement. And it's a mission statement I've kept with me ever since. And that mission statement in this most simple form, I guess not most simple form, but the clearest form is to make a positive and lasting impact in the life of every person I meet every single day. And I wrote it that way, one, because I just felt led, but two, because I wanted to have a mission statement that wasn't job specific. It just was a guidepost for how I wanted to live my life every day and be a guide to making certain decisions. Like one of the reasons that I married my wife, Ashley, was because she's someone who made me want to love and appreciate people, every type of person, every single day uh, and inspire people every day. And she does that for me. And so that's uh, how I got to Franklin Covey is looking for an organization that would let me be a part of something that was uh, trying to better people every single day. My education journey, I spent a lot of time in urban St. Louis, as you guys, if you heard the Kelvin Adams podcast, you'll probably heard a little bit about that, where he gave me the opportunity to work on a team to help serve the 25 lowest performing schools in our district. And my theory of change at that time was very much a high pressure situation, high stakes in terms of uh, schools on failing lists. My theory of change at that time was if we can help schools get off a failing list, then the educators in that building will be more filled with joy and be able to teach how they want to teach and how they got and the reasons why they got into education. And for those of you who are listening, you know that that was there's a lot of naivete into that take. And so what I found is as we were becoming successful there, and then when I moved to a different role to help do some of that work across the country, we found that the principals and assistant principals and leaders in the school and the teachers for sure were not less burned out. They're more burned out. They weren't more likely to stay in education. They were less likely to stay in education. And so at that time, I really did some deep soul searching and I was looking for an organization that was passionate about making an impact still on academic results or the results that schools were judged by. But most importantly, they were looking to make an impact on the lives of the people that they served first and foremost. And what I mean by that, when I was in college, I studied finance and I uh, went to college, uh, SMU in Dallas, Texas, uh, Southern Methodist University, go Mustangs. And I had one of my best friends who grew up there taught me about Southwest Airlines. And so we did some research projects on Southwest Airlines. And the, the main takeaway that I have from it, even though we're analyzing the business is their theory of change was pretty radical at the time. Most companies 
live by the mantra that the customer is always right. What they talked about was that the they wanted to serve their employee first and foremost, not the customer. And if they serve the employee, then the customer will benefit. That to me is a simplifies what I believe Franklin Covey education is all about is it's all about an inside out approach. It's always about first a mirror to each individual. And so how do I get better? And then how can we together collectively identify each other's genius and greatness and get more out of each other and work better together. And so what brought me here was the vision that we could help influence schools and school districts and organizations all across the country to be first and foremost about their people. So in in education, uh, I am unapologetically focused on helping school leaders and district leaders focus more on how do we create environments where we're empowering our teachers, loving our teachers, serving our teachers. And through that, I believe that teachers will then perform even at even greater heights to get better results with kids because they'll be modeling what they're receiving every day, as opposed to oftentimes we have so many teachers and so many educators operating out of empty cups. And it's our job as leaders to fill those cups. And so that's, that's where my heart is at this organization. That's why I love working at Franklin Covey Education. And several years ago, I had proposed that we start getting into the podcast space and I had recommended a, probably 10 different people to host this podcast. And the, the folks who were in charge of trying to figure out what this podcast was going to be about and who was going to host it ultimately came back and asked me, which uh, if you know me, I feel really blessed and comfortable being in this space. But I look at myself, played basketball, and I always tell people I'd rather have 30 assists than 30 points. So being the focal point of anything was new to me in the professional space. And so uh, it was definitely a a forced march early on, but it's something that I feel very blessed by and I'm growing into. And I I just want to share that with you to let you know that the reason I do this is because I want to get better every single day. When I am talking to someone, let's go back to like the first interview we ever had, Julie Morgenstern. I remember asking her some questions about parenting and I'm in the throes of, these are young pictures behind me if you're on video, but eight-year-old, six-year-old, and two-year-old. And uh, my wife and I are just trying to figure things out still, obviously, which we will always perpetually be in that space. And I think I I forgot what next question I was going to ask Julie probably once or twice because I was so captivated by the things that the, the takeaways I was getting. So I was writing them down and taking notes. And so my goal is to just be as curious as humanly possible on how I can get better personally. And so when I'm talking to a guest, I'm thinking about myself as a educational leader in that space. I'm thinking about my friends who are around there and thinking about how I can continue to grow to inspire and uh, support others. And so I hope you've enjoyed it. I think each season, each episode, I'm hopefully getting better to ask the right questions or to ask in a more predictable format that is helpful to you. I know early on, I was very much trying to honor our guests by showing them how much research I had done on all of them. So I was trying to tee them up on these little areas that I thought were interesting versus just naturally being curious with each guest. And so my goal has been to get better at just naturally being curious with each guest and following them deeper to learn more about them. I would say the one area I want to get better at for this upcoming season and future seasons is 
change is messy, right? I think when we decided to call this podcast Change Starts Here, we wanted it to be clear that if you're someone who wants to continue to evolve and has a growth mindset, this is the place to be. But secondly, I'm a huge believer on failures are so much the key to success and you've got to be able to embrace and live through it and go through it. And it's hard sometimes. And so we, we, we are fortunate to get these really awesome guests to come on here and they've all experienced failure. And I, I don't want them to harp, I don't want to harp on anybody's failures, but I do want to tease that out a little bit more so we can understand that all of us are flawed. All of us are insecure and all of us, um, uh, can still be great regardless of our past, regardless of our current challenges. And so um, with that, I just want to share a few of the takeaways that I've learned over my experiences with a few of the podcasts. And then I'm going to leave you with just some encouragement of how to approach this season. So I still remember the first podcast with Julie Morgenstern. If you haven't listened to that and you're a parent, it is awesome. If you haven't listened to that and you know people who are parents, it is awesome. One of the things that I took away from that, that my wife and I applied immediately was this, this idea of men max our men mod max, I think is what we called it. And so what that meant was for, it was in the middle of COVID. I think when we were thinking about this at one point, my wife does everything to the max. She's amazing. She's the chief of staff for school district. She is a leader beyond comparison and she does everything to the max. Well, the challenge is, is anybody knows who's a parent, it's really hard to be at the max at your job, at the max as a parent, at the max in your uh, relationships, friendships, marriage, anything else, at the max within the family dynamic. It's just, it's impossible. And so Julie helping us recognize that there's times to think through like this, I want to have this party. Does it require my max effort, my medium effort, or my minimum effort? And so that's helped us tremendously. The other one is just the research of my wife and I, you know, aim like all parents do to try to be very present with our kids. But as you can imagine, life gets stressful and things happen. You've got three kids, it becomes harder. And recognizing that, you know, if my son's eight, giving him eight minutes of undivided attention a day can be all that he might need. But it's it's six minutes for my other uh, my middle son, Noah, two minutes for my youngest son, James, given their ages, like a minute per year of age. Again, that's not all they get. But if I can think through on the days that I'm most stressed, if I can just figure out a way to give eight minutes to Luke, six minutes to Noah and two really quality minutes to James, that is great. I don't try to live that way to where it's every day. But when I'm at my most stressed and I'm just thinking, man, I don't have time to really give or energy to give to my kids, flip that switch on, give them the undivided eight minutes, six minutes, two minutes. And that's been a lifesaver for us. Another person who's changed my life is Brad Montague. And obviously the first question that we asked, we stole from his book, Becoming Better Growing And that question, if you don't know, is who are you and what do you love about what you do versus who are you and what do you do? So obviously he's made the impact on me that way. But the thing I love about Brad is he's always searching for how do we just continue to be kids or at least be adults that have a kid-like passion and curiosity? And so I often reflect back on some of the takeaways from his book, but generally speaking, I always think about how do I, like when I'm grumpy or when I'm frustrated with my kids, I, I try to figure out, am I acting like an adult that a kid would want to grow up into? And I think that's just a simple takeaway that I've had from my time with Brad is I want to be an adult that my kids want to grow up and are excited to become 
not one they're begrudgingly becoming. And so I really appreciate him for that. If you listen to the Doc Brown episode, he was author of Two Backpacks um, about trauma. Uh, he His goal is to be good medicine. And I didn't really understand that at first, but good medicine, I think for me, as I, I think back on it, it was one of the most fun episodes for me is loving every minute of life of life and igniting joy in others. If you have the chance to follow Adolf Doc Brown on Instagram, you will see everywhere he goes, he is trying to genuinely connect with people, uplift people, hurt with people who are hurting, inspire people who need inspiring. He is genuinely trying to be good medicine. And that's just, you know, I, I shared my own personal mission statement at the beginning, make a positive and lasting impact on the life of every person every single day. I think his good medicine is a much easier way to understand that. And that's something he lives by. And it's something I try to remind myself of often. One of the people I came that inspired me to come to this organization is Stephen M.R. Covey, who has written about trust, right? His latest book is called Trust and Inspire. And we've had him on twice now. And I think the reason why we've had him on twice is my, my main job is I travel around and meet with superintendents and principals and uh, teachers all across the country. And almost every time when there's an issue, it seems to be rooted in some sort of lack of trust. And so, and it's something when we, when we highlight it, it's something that every educator I talk to can identify, but not every educator can figure out how to fix it. And so what I appreciate about uh, Stephen and Mark Covey is his passion to tackle that issue. You know, he'd be the first one to say it's not easy to fix and it's something that always requires tuning, but the core of any good relationship, any good organization is trust and having the character and living it and having the competence to do it. And so I can't encourage you enough. There's two episodes that we have with him that are awesome, but also his latest book, Trust and Inspire, is just a must read for anybody. The other person that we had that I loved was Eric Weinmaber, who he was all about a no barriers mindset. He is blind and he has accomplished things that I've not even dreamed of accomplishing. I mean, literally, I've not even dreamed that I've done it at night in bed, whereas he has gone out there and climbed the highest mountains and has no ability to see, which is just incredible. And so his no barriers mindset is just the belief that what's within you is stronger than what's in your way. And so I love his thinking on embracing challenges. We all have challenges. A lot of us will spend time and I've been guilty of this at plenty of times in my life where I see a massive challenge. And instead of just immediately trying to figure out the baby steps to take to tackle it, I'm thinking, how do we go around this? How do we get away from it? And he's just someone who encourages me and others to go right into it for very good reasons. So he's an awesome person to listen to. Dr. AJ Lee did a great job for me of just the power of filling your own cup. And so making sure that we actually pause and fill our own cup. She was a, a world-class gymnast in college and just a really inspirational person, a great follow on Instagram. And so I just appreciate her. And I still follow her on Instagram because she, she just does little vignettes that help me recognize I need to pause and make sure that I'm getting my cup filled so I can actually pour out to others as opposed to continue to burn out. One, one guest that I was excited to have on was, I don't know if I can say it this way, but I guess I will. I said it a few times in the podcast was I think Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber's psychiatrist at one point, or at least brain, brain doctor to Dr. Daniel Amen. And for me, it was just learning from him is the importance of taking care of your brain. So things that we eat, the environment, we all know it's important to take care of ourselves, but I appreciated his spin on 
how do we take care of our brain? And what does that mean? What do we eat? How do we eat differently? How do we, uh, what things should we stay away from? How do we sleep differently? And it was just refreshing to, to hear him kind of just give the advice of how to take care of our brain, which we all care about, but don't think about because we don't ever see it. So that was a really cool episode. Another one that I was surprised that I loved so much, we interviewed a few high schoolers just about leadership within schools and how to get better. And the thing I took away from that is I would assume most educators that are listening to this podcast are people who love to empower others. I would say if you go talk to my students, the schools that I worked with, that has definitely been foundational belief in my leadership. However, I was, even with that mindset, I was still shocked by what I learned from talking to the high schoolers or how profound their thoughts were and how clear they were. And I I think back to the high schools that I was physically working in. I think, man, how could we have regularly gotten feedback from the students, whether it's in my classroom or within the school to solve the problems that we were trying to solve as adults. And so I know we talk about that all the time, but I just want to, as you start this new year, I want you to continue to, to pause as you start the year and think about what are those things that were challenges we're trying to go after or goals that we have and think, how can I get students feedback on how to solve those challenges or reach those goals and then engage them in that process. That that to me is the key and the big takeaway I had from there. I brought at one point a principal friend of mine, Daniel Delos Reyes, who's a principal of Darwin Elementary School in Chicago, Illinois, where there's a school that went from almost the, the worst performing school to one of the best performing schools. And I'll never forget when I first met him as when he was a teacher, One of the things that he taught me, and we talked a little bit on the podcast, was helping students find their voice in a way that had them believe that they could change the world. You know, I think back to my teaching. I I know that my students found their voice or felt comfortable about being themselves and trying to think about what their goals were for their life. But this man empowered students to want to learn about people who change their communities, whether it's local community or international communities and help them create their own roadmap of how they were going to do that in their specific communities. It was just awesome to see. I mean, I think it was fifth graders at the time. It just awesome, awesome, awesome to see kids dive passionately into learning about great leaders in the past and then see themselves as being those people in the future. And so that was just incredibly inspiring to, to hear from him. Farouk Day was an interview with a gentleman who is a life designer, which is one of the coolest titles uh, I've seen at John Hopkins University. I wasn't sure you know, what the interview was going to be like, but what I appreciate about him was the, at John Hopkins, they're all about what they call life design. And the life designs by asking kids, what are you curious about? And giving them opportunity to explore their curiosity. And I think if I think about the districts I worked with in the past, that's something I would want to make sure that we have is how do we look at our high schools particularly, but go all the way down, but high schools specifically on how can we let kids explore their curiosity in a way that they can fail forward early on to figure out what their real passions are as opposed to you know, most of you listen and probably had similar experience to me in college where you've got a lot of friends who said they're going to be doctors. Then they get to org chem their sophomore year and realize that is so hard and they have no passion for that. And they just drop out of being a doctor and have to figure out what they're going to do next. How do we help kids figure that out earlier? 
right? In a way that they don't think they have to be just doctors and lawyers. There's all sorts of opportunities for kids out there. And how do we get them that opportunity? And so Dr. Farouk Day did a really good job helping me think through that. The last two, MJ Fiev, she, she is just awesome. Uh, her story is awesome coming from Haiti. But I appreciate for her was the power of writing through trauma. So one of the things that I've been doing since I met her is just trying to figure out how do I start journaling and just writing down my thoughts and processing my thoughts through writing, which is really helpful. And one of the things that holds me back from writing often is I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so I'm always trying to edit while I'm writing. And MJ really empowered me to think about writing and editing as different. Write and just get all your thoughts out there. Then you can go back and edit, but just get your thoughts out there. And that's something that's been really freeing to me. And then the last one, again, there's been so many great interviews, but the last one that I really appreciate was talking to Phil Boyd. And, you know, he's just another person. You'll see some of the guests that we have early on in this season will be similar in the sense that he's about people first, relationships, and then professional second, right? So people first, real, uh, professional second. And I think that's something I want all of us going into this school year thinking about. Everybody that comes through those doors, teacher, administrator, bus driver, anybody, they all are people first. How can you love them? How can you serve them? How can you figure out who they are, what they're about before you start thinking about how they're going to help the greater system itself? And so I just want to encourage you all to approach this year thinking people first, professional second. I'll end this podcast just by saying, so what's next? Again, my goal this year is to get better asking questions, to get better at asking questions in a way that are really applicable to each of you as you're trying to get better in your journey. I would say the thing that I'm working on personally this year, there's a book that I'm going through right now called Win the Day. The only, you know, so, so often we're paralyzed by the past or we have anxiety about the future. And the reality is the only thing that we can really make an impact on is this day. The only day that's promised is this day while we're here. And so my passion this year is just to win the day. And so you might see a theme. Some of my conversations as we go through this season growing about what can we do today? What can I do every day that is practical that can help me get better every day? What I'd like for each of us to do is just, I mean, I'm sure you've all been doing it, um, but as you listen to each conversation, just listen with a mirror first. Don't listen thinking about your staff. Don't listen thinking about the problem child or a relationship you have in your building or district. Think about just for yourself, get the mirror out, listen to what you can listen to and grow. And then think about who in your life needs to hear the same message and share it. I just want us to share this as much as possible this year. My goal is to, like I said, make as much of an impact on people's lives. And the people that we're bringing on are just so fascinating to me. Hopefully you feel my genuineness when we're talking to people because the people we talk to, I think they're so interesting and I think they're so real. They're so humble and real. And that inspires me when people have great insight, but they're really humble about it. And so we'll continue to bring great guests. And so I just want you to think about first, how do you continue to get better? But secondly, how can I help others around me and get better? This podcast has been a joy. This podcast is something that I'm very proud of. Our team of Lauren Woodburn, Abby Atkinson, uh, as well as Deb Lund, who's helped tremendously, Meg Thompson, who's helped. I just feel so blessed to have the team that we have, and we continue to put out great content for you all. I would love for you guys to continue to engage. And so throughout the year, if you have ideas of guests or if you have ideas of questions or lines that we want to get better, please continue to share it with us. 
please continue to share this podcast. We are so blessed. We are so humbled to have your support. And I'm excited about this year and years to come. So thank you. I appreciate you listening with me, hanging in here for about 15, 20 minutes, however long this was. It's just been a blessing. And what I would encourage you to do is any of those episodes that I talk through, <laughs> none of them are going to be as inspiring. Even though I gave you some of the highlights of what I walked away from, none of them are going to be as inspiring as the actual interview in person themselves. And so if you heard a comment I made about the interview or a name of a podcast that you have listened to, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it because it's awesome. But uh, we're excited about this season. We'll be starting new episodes starting next week. I'm really excited about the first couple of guests that we've had. And so enjoy. Welcome back to school. Let's have an awesome year and let's have a great season. Please support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, podcast on Apple or Spotify and help us celebrate the beautiful, messy work of shaping human potential.